Welcome to Com Majors. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Katie the Skeeter DeSanto. Oh, you're giving yourself a the nickname. Skeeter? Yeah, did, did you guys have like childhood nicknames? Not really. Nothing? You didn't have anything like a not, not like a sports name? Or not, like that, not, not really that I remember. No? Now that, that saying, now, that you're, you. now that you're saying that, I remember hearing that before, though. I've heard yeah. like you referenced there, right? I, you had nothing? I, you were I, just like Brian? Always just Brian? I blacked out when you said Skeeter. What happened since then? <laughs> Did anybody ever call you anything besides just James, Jim, Jimmy? No. That's it? I don't remember anything boring. really. Man. Is it you was yours like Skeeter from the Muppet Babies character? Uh-huh. Skeeter That's what I would tell why? people. But it was only because uh the old the upperclassmen were comparing my hair to Screech from Saved by the Bell and they couldn't uh, they, they couldn't remember his name. Screech. No, okay. oh no, they would have called me Screech. They would okay. have called me Screech. Thank God the girl that was naming me could not think of the kid's name. And so it became So that was Skeeter, better. That was it better. does sound it does sound better. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, I embraced um, it. You should. All Thank right. You. This week <laughs> uh, we are talking about the coming of age baseball classic, The Sandlot. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking this episode? Tangerine Which bubbly water. Mm, LaCroix. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, today starts my spring break, so the, nice. the teachers had a little happy hour. I had I had some cider. I, I continued Ooh, on t- my cider. What type of cider? cider? What type is it? A down east, a down east down cider. East I do enjoy oh, that. Yeah, very nice. They did. They had it on draft. Oh, we have it here. No, 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 no. Then I came home you and brought the, it home. No, I from the, the happy no. Hour? I'm just telling you my journey. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. telling Continued you my journey. Cider. I I had started the cider on Monday. I came back. I came back around to cider. Okay. I'm just, okay. I'm catching you up. I'm, I'm a little I've lost been, right here. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm be I've been drinking really cider new. since I Monday. I don't, I don't know what's Monday going on. Monday started the cider. I continued okay. the cider today. I came home. The girls requested 7-Eleven Slurpees for the kickoff to spring break. Okay. Got myself a Coke Slurp, slushy Slurpee, Slurpee. Okay. I gotcha. Because what's that have that's to do like with a, the cider? Because then now I'm drinking the remains of my Coke slushy Slurpee. Okay. Um, with a little rum and okay. i needed to tell you that this was the third drink of the day just in okay. case things get a little bit okay, weird that's fine. <laughs> some people in baseball hit for the cycle katie just, hits for the cycle. i needed everyone yeah. to have the that's, full that's, story that there's yeah. been other I beverages have a lot of baseball Let's puns in this episode right lots of baseball what are you having brian <laughs> Uh, I am having a, well, first of all, I am not starting spring break tomorrow and I am uh-uh. still having beer. Uh, I'm drinking my favorite uh, Shovel Town twine cutter. But just as an aside, if you're going to a baseball game, you would always probably want an ice cold mm. Miller, Miller Light. Light. Miller Most Light. stadiums have Bud Light. Deals. I want it out mm. of Must a metal say. bottle, please. Most have it. Aluminum bottle. I know. It is unfortunate. It's at the uh, brewers, right? right? Um, instead of the rundown, should we call this the pickle this week? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because a rundown is a pickle. pickle is that really? Is what it's called? That's what know. they say in the movie. That's yeah, it. it's a pickle. Actually, it's the only place I've ever heard it. So when you say you're in a pickle, a... what came first? The like the baseball term or the I, the th- idiom? Are you listening? What we Nobody just said? Else calls it a I've never heard that. anyone oh. <laughs> say that outside of this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sandlot, Sandlot, Sandlot. 
I didn't think that that was Benny the Jet that said that. In my mind, it was one of the, the younger, smaller folks. Mm. Mm. Scotty has a lot of things working against him. A dead father, a lack of sports knowledge. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I'm You laughed. <laughs> heartless bastard. <laughs> this, this is what you start with the explanation of this movie as? What? Oh, this God. is important oh, context. God. I started on a Monday. I mean, no. all right. <clears throat> you, we know the first thing. Also, a lack of sports knowledge, a lack about, of knowledge about kids in general, too much time inside, a new stepdad, a new house, a new neighborhood, and zero cool. But he has one thing going for him, maybe two. One, a mom who makes him leave the house sometimes. And two, a neighborhood kid named Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez, a.k.a. Benny the Jet. Benny is an amazing baseball player and an even better guy. Now Scotty Smalls has an alternative to hours spent alone with his erector set. Hours of fun and endless summer hijinks with the boys <laughs> in the stop it. <laughs> Did you say hours alone with his director <laughs> set? Yes. Get your mind out of the gutter. I have one more page. I one spent more hours. Page. <laughs> it's longer than the movie. <laughs> I couldn't end there. Okay, so Benny is like a baseball guardian angel in the outfield. <laughs> but he cannot protect Smalls from making really dumb decisions of childhood. And this decision could change the rest of Scotty's life. Really dumb decisions of childhood. Yeah. Is that we make, grammatically we correct? All, yeah, we all make really dumb decisions okay. of childhood. Okay. On a <laughs> yep. scale of A, a plus through Flash Gordon, how would you deal with this film about a boy's journey from his dead father? Uh, Jim. <laughs> Uh, this is a B plus for me. I give this movie an A minus. Um, and I thought this is like a, this is like a coda A for me where it's just like, yeah, it's different than an interstellar A. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still putting it in the A range. A minus. Do you remember when Coda won best picture? I do. Good, because no one else does. <laughs> I remember. I still talk well, about that movie. If you want to talk, I about just it, watched it again for grad school. It's go still back good. And listen no, to I, our I episode. Know. It's Did a good you movie. Tell but... all your grad student fellow grad students to listen to our episode. <laughs> I don't tell on... anybody that this podcast exists. Right? That's I can't, why. Can't, can't, can't <laughs> imagine why. You, you lead with the dead In father. Fact, and you people say things to me like, "Oh, I saw you on Com Majors." I'm like, "No, you didn't." In fact. I, I can rewind. In fact, you, 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 you led with you led with. I'm five drinks deep right now, and you closed with this kid is a dead dad. His dad is dead. That's where you went wrong. I am not done yet. I'm just getting started. Oh boy, uh, I'm gonna go uh, B minus. I think this is yeah. I think this is a enjoyable film, but I mean. I don't think in terms of giving it a classification, like after something like watching Interstellar, those movies, I don't think it's like a great movie, but it's a great watch. And I think there's a difference um, between those. It's fun. I actually thought it was I was really happy because I thought it was better 
than I thought it was going to be in terms of a rewatch. Mm. Like I was worried it was going to fall apart a lot. Like we've done movies where it's a movie you like as a kid, you watch it and it kind of falls apart. No, this mm-hmm. is a pretty cool movie. And unfortunately I don't think they make uh, this kind of movie much anymore. I don't, I don't see this movie getting like funded, you know, this would turn into like a Disney plus original or something. And I just don't think it would be as good today. So I think it's pretty cool that they have it. And it How many really times good. do you think you've seen this movie? Mm, at least 20. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, Ooh. I think this is a 20 times movie for me. I think it has to be right. We're probably right in that. Eight. That's like one of those ones that was on cable lot. People had the VHS of it mm-hmm. right in that this, spot where this has been a consistent was... rewatch for me though, over the yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. All right. I got a lot of stuff to say. Okay, I, I'm sure you do. In fact, I'm just going to mute myself and let you talk for the next 20 minutes. All right. So here's something that I think elevates this movie beyond just like a it's a fun watch. Um, I'm teaching a piece of American literature that is very well regarded right now. House on Mango Street. One of the things that people comment on about the Does House of Mango Street. Does someone's father die in House of Mango Street? Um, there's no, there's no dead actually, father. There's buddy. no dead father, no. No. Um, no. It's the way that the author handles childhood nostalgia. Because the way that you approach that, uh, it can it can go really wrong, right? Being able to convey it in a way that is a, an adult looking back and how that perspective shifts and shapes the narrative that we tell takes a really like careful touch. And I think this movie nails it yeah. <laughs> because you get the story through the eyes of the child, right? And so everything becomes larger than life. And we see that most in the dog, right? It, you know, in Hercules and they take it to comedic proportion right where you've got now a puppet playing the dog the retelling becomes oh, like a God. black and white was movie that was fun though that, like, but I, that's I was it like, so like it was solid, there actually. is a really artistic and creative approach to the way that childhood memory takes shape and 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 changes shape yeah and i think this movie nails it Every every time I watch it, I feel like I notice something new about it. And because I'm currently in this literature unit, that just really struck me this time of like, wow, this movie does such an outstanding job. Well, it does. And can you know what I you know what I think a problem where I don't think this movie would work in a modern context and it has nothing to do with this movie itself is that we've gotten to a point now where I feel like kids in movies are written too smart. Do you know what I mean? It's like they're written almost as adults in a lot of movies. You know, they're not written as kids or they're made so sophomoric or so little that they're, you know, they do, they're just a prop for being there where you're right. I think there's an authentic childhood in this, which is really interesting. And this actually goes back to Mike talks about this with like the Marvelization of writings. And he and Tim have talked about this. I'm like, I feel like that's what they do with kids in a lot of these movies, right? They make them the wise crackers, but like with adults, right? They pair them with adults where this is like kid to kid stuff, which 
doesn't matter if you're a kid now, like I could show this to my kids now and they would be able to connect with that still, even though it's set in the 19 early 1960s. Yeah. It, it reminds me, uh, and this wasn't, I don't think this is any of our double features, so I'm probably not spoiling anything, but it, it has a vibe of a Christmas story, right? Like, mm -hmm. Oh, very much yep. so. Yeah. And the voiceover lends that. It's almost like you're watching a novel, right? There's part of, there's part of the voiceover that, and I don't think Sandlot was based on a novel. I, I didn't even look it no, up. No, I think it's an individual, it's a individual property. This guy created, but I think that's why Christmas story was done the way it was is because it is based on a novel. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it gives the it gives you the one step removed from the truth right being able to do that whereas without the voiceover this movie doesn't work as well because of what katie's saying it becomes less believable it's not it, well, it, so i i was comparing it i was thinking about something like dennis the menace where like mm, Dennis right. the Menace comes off as a car it's cartoon, right? It started as cartoon, and right. even the like Very live action. Well, it started version. as a comic. It was a comic, right? Right, right. Cartoon. right. Yes, yes. So agreed. It, it comes off in that way of like you don't really believe anything because everything's ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. And then we can look at something like Home Alone, where like same sort of a thing, where you're like, oh well, this you know these guys would have died nine times by now, <laughs> you know right. that yes, sort of idea. Of course. Because yeah. it's presented as an adult's memory of childhood. Mm -hmm. immediately and I, you know and i love this is a movie that i love thinking through the experience of watching it as a kid and then watching it as an adult because again you connect from a different direction right all of us who are watching as an adult can relate to that idea of like man and i think he even says something about like the, those golden days of summer right where like i wish i had the quote but it's basically yeah, it says that like they we had Every summer was great, but none will ever be as good as that first one, right? Or something like that. But it's like the the endless days, the right, right? like with like nothing to do and everything to do, <laughs> sort of a thing, yeah. right? And there is there is it's it is like yeah, pure gold in, like, in your memory. Is you less know? concerned with like what actually happened, but how it felt. Yes. While it was happening. Yes. But you yes. also, I think for us, it comes out at a point, it comes out in 93. So we're, you know, slightly older than them. Yeah. So I feel like we're still able upon first seeing this to understand and have a direct connection to that. Yeah. Which, which also helps. So I think the younger you see this, the better. I, I do wonder, you know, we kind of grew up with it or got older with it. I do wonder is like, does somebody who's older, who never saw it, like, is the younger you see this, the better, and you can like grow with it and you feel that attachment to it. I also think it's interesting with the narration piece in that I feel like our age group was predisposed to be a big fan of this because this has such a wonder years yep. yeah. vibe to it. And, and I'm not doing that in a negative way. Like mm -hmm. I think both the wonder years and this use narration in the way they frame it to be able to tell a story in such a 
interesting, cool way. Cause sometimes narration can fall flat. Like if it's usually a non-noir film, I don't like narration because I feel like it's not, it's like something they use if to fill holes. Whereas this is really, and like with the wonder years, both are integrated to give us the perspective of looking back in another, a really good way. Another degree of separation here is that smalls, adult smalls isn't even adult smalls voice yes. in this movie, which is really weird. Yeah, they made a diff. It's the director. Yeah, it's like a totally different person. Um, which is funny when you think about it. They're like, I guess maybe they didn't like that guy's voice enough, or he, I don't know. Um, yeah, it it just makes me again. It but it does play correctly. It doesn't. It doesn't feel. Yeah, I don't strange know. until would, you realize. Do you think that. you? Yeah, would you? Like I only realized it through reading the trivia. I'm not sure I would have even picked up on it. I would have just thought that like maybe it was his voice was different for the narration versus. I, I what looked he was it up because I had a fe- I knew it was I had a feeling it was a different person uh, on this watch, and then I looked it up prior to us starting tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it's weird. I I like. There's a lot to like about this even though it gets some of the like some of the baseball stuff is strange to me here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I love is the idea of how hard baseball is, mm-hmm. is, is present in this movie in like an underlying way that doesn't like beat you over the head. Like a lot of, a lot of others, but uh, like even in the end, like Benny the Jet is th- the best baseball player that Smalls knew as as a child. Obviously, he knows a lot as an adult because he's a mm. major league baseball announcer. But Benny the Jet in Major League Baseball is a guy coming off the bench to pinch run. In well, he's older, right? He's older. Yeah, Maybe but he's no the one, end of his no career. one graduates to being a. No, no one, usually that's the yeah. end of your. Uh, yeah. You're doing that when you're. Being, uh, question: My, my feeling league, was. Can I just ask this question? He's a major league announcer that apparently lives in the announcing booth. He does have a lot of decorations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All his, <laughs> you need to see yeah. the nostalgia, Brian. Is he gonna pull a couch? I was like, it's not really like an office. Right? My, but, <laughs> but my feeling was that Benny the Jet was like a role playing, like off the bench outfielder. That's he all, some, that, yeah, that's he who was, he was. Yeah, he was, just he was never a starter he in the league. Never. He got a good number. But though, I mean, number three. Even that, uh, right? Where it's like, you know, that that what? would still be rare. <laughs> that would still be well, rare. Right, right. To, to Jim, have, I, because most of us, we could think like the best athlete that I knew as oh, a kid. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't maybe come close played to in it. college. Right, yeah, right, right. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Jim, that question to me is so fascinating. I wonder what people who love this movie would think of that. Like, I've always thought of him as somebody that was a star. And this was like the twilight of his career. But here you're somebody who's thinking the opposite of it. Oh, so that's I thought, really yeah, I interesting. Thought the same as you. No, I thought he's never been anything more than a role playing okay. like backup. No, like, that's yeah, interesting. Because, I'm some, I'm again, you, you don't become a, I don't, I don't know that any, any star late in their career just becomes like a pinch runner. Yeah. Chris Napoltz, no, man. Like, Chris Napoltz. Claimed fame, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. I know who you're talking about. I know that's exactly right. He was an outfielder for the. He was Reds. a pitcher for the oh. Expos. Yeah. 
That holds. Long hair. Long hair. Uh-huh. Yep. Left, yeah, lefty. A little bit of mullet. Yep. Lefty, I believe. I mean, we're talking believer. a long time ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, late, uh, that would have been the 90s. late the 80s, 90s, early 90s, yeah. I believe, actually, yeah. now that I think yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. He yeah. might have been on the Reds. I want to fact check that as well. <laughs> <All right>. Anyway. <laughs> do you know anybody that made it to the major? You do. I know you, a lot of people. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you have a, weird, like, you have a strange experience. Knows a, Jim, Jim yeah. knows a bunch you, of people I, who have been you there. You know, Jim has the experience of, of watching this movie and being like, we played in a lot like that, but then also playing on so many teams with so many really yeah. good baseball players. Well, yeah. you know what's interesting? I, this is kind of a question I have about this movie because... As a sports movie, it's interesting because I feel like really good sports movies are often not about the sport themselves, right? right? Like there's more to it, but there was like, in some ways there was less of the type of sport that you would see. Like usually you would have that rough and ready group, right? Scrappy group play the, the rich kids who are on the real team. Right. The The first half of the rookie. And and that's... (laughs) This film did miss nuns pitching. Yeah. Um, but that game is just, like just a very little side story in yeah. this movie. There's no actual know, baseball. Yeah. It's very minimal, but I also don't feel like this movie works with any other sport. I'm not sure if you plug in football instead of baseball or hockey instead of baseball or you know those are the two that come to mind or basketball i'm not sure it works i think it has to be baseball hmm. i mean maybe that's crazy yeah, i just feel no, like the it, vibe of what goes yeah into i mean they it describe is, it as as the game is not really a game it's never it's just a never-ending practice and rotation and they yeah. just they're literally just doing it they're they're doing it because they love to play they're not doing it because they need a score at the end of nine innings to say who is better. Right. There's no, there's no end. They just, they're taking turns batting and they're filling in the positions when that person's batting. Right. And it's, yeah, it's just like a, a constant rotation practice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Kids do that anymore. No, I don't that's think one so. of the sad thing I would watch like, and I don't think societally, no that, sports do the kids do that. No, anymore. no, no, no. I agree. By the way, completely. Maybe basketball. That. No, very little Jim. You'd be shocked at yeah. how uncommon that's become. And that's when I watched this time, there was almost a level of sadness because you watch like these kids running out in the play and the parents like pushing them out the door to do these things. And I think we have, change significantly. I don't know if parents encourage that type of behavior and, you know, this idea of, Hey, go out and play with your friends and you're not going to have a uniform and it's not going to have an organized schedule. And there's not going to be app telling your parents what time you have to be at the field. And there's not, we're not going to go play some other town and you're not going to have to cut a check for a thousand dollars to be able to play that. Like that doesn't exist anymore. And I still think, and when I'm watching this, I was having vivid memories of like, I remember when we used to set up baseball leagues and we go to my friend Chris's house and we built like his dad built a strike zone behind that we could pitch and we played with the tennis ball and we like we had teams and we did all this stuff. We had all-star game, that stuff. Like my kids aren't doing that. You know, that that's just not there. What is it? It's like, we're practicing Tuesday, Thursday, make sure you have your bat bag. Every kid has like their gear that they show up with. We didn't have any of that stuff. And I'm not sure the kids now are having half as much fun as I had with just a glove. And one of us had a bat 
and we made our own schedule and played. Yeah. And that's kind of sad. Yeah. And I, I don't know. And you could argue that uh, the level of skill was probably better back then when you're just like playing to have fun for hours with your friends. As far as the whole population, yes. But the top 1% never would even come close. That, that well, yes. did lead me to a, to a question that I almost put in the five questions for Brian, but I'll ask now because I didn't, which is Babe Ruth is... You know, in this film, looms large as the greatest baseball player to ever live. And I think to some extent, most folks still would say that, you know, he's a myth at this point. It's not even like he's a real person. He's Washington. He's not a real person. He's he would not even make a major league baseball team at this point. No, none of those great people would. I, well, I, I don't want to say that because I, I don't know for a fact like how good well, he was. you don't know how he would be against if he pitching. had the modern... Right, you know, right. But if he was doing the thing, like right, the right. way the athletes... Well, okay, from what, what we know of him, he would never have put in the work. <laughs> from, from the stories the that are told, context, he, would, yeah. he would have never put in the work to become Bryce Harper. Yes, very fair. That's a fair Trout, point. Right? Yes, agreed, <laughs> like, agreed. Yeah. Um, but it was a different culture, so it's, right, it's right, hard right. to compare. Right. At the well, time, no, but I, I, I agree, and I think what's interesting is part of the issue that Major League Baseball and certainly professional golf, like the PGA Tour and stuff, has now is that these guys are all the same. They're on these like crazy diets, and they hit the ball, but there's not that much interesting about them. Like the interesting thing, I love the history of baseball. Like watch Ken Burns baseball documentary. If if you're somebody who's never watched it, because you see these characters like Babe Ruth. Yeah, he was somehow was amazing, but his lifestyle was pretty horrific. Like you yeah, can't we, get away with that. Today. See, baseball is a sport though, where you still will get outliers. Like you don't some, see that. You'll get you, some. Yeah. Like you'll see big poppy or like you'll get guys, John Crook. but less of John, them than we John used Crook's to have a long time ago. No, yeah, well, I, don't, no, I was mean, yeah. I meant like you could age it forward a few decades and still get like your random guy that you would say. And like, that still exists. Super I think athletic, right, not, right, right, like right. just but has the personalities a are a little bit muscle. less. <laughs> like whenever, like, let me give you an example. Like when we grew up in two well, there's, sports, there's no money in personality anymore in professional exactly. sports. You, you don't get the, it. That's a problem. But two sports, like where we grew up, where there was personality that is less existent today. As I think of like tennis, like when we grew up, there was like McEnroe, Boy, like these people yeah. who had like an, and they were very talented, but they, they couldn't probably compete with the people we see today or golf. We had like tiger and felt like people who were, and these older guys who were different even baseball like katie's saying john crock mitch williams you know these guys you're who just, just naming 93 phillies well, no but co- i well, feel I'm like you can to, kind of say yeah, that yeah, about yeah. most well, sports only yeah. people listen no, only I, about four people listen i don't to the know show if it's that the personalities fans, aren't so. there i think it's that there was more you have a lot time. to lose now with well, no, a bad personality I, I think it was there was more time spent on just like showcasing athletes and, uh, and like telling people their stories you because you could do the same thing with the olympics like uh, when we grew up there was much more buy-in to like who the olympians were right. and like putting but, their faces but, yeah, on the now, wheaties but, carton no, no, like, about i think that. it's no but i think name what it is, is the professional olympians of uh the past 10 years. Michael Phelps. Phelps. Yeah, but he no. was Simone but, Baya. No. but I but what here's my question. They're not the past 10 years. 
They're, they're, Katie's cl- right. It's getting close yeah, to yeah. that. But I do think Katie's got something to that. Whereas the authentic stories of something like the sandlight, like these kids playing the sandlot and stuff like that. Most of these people are getting the professional level. Now the athletics in our country is so organized from such a young level. Now that people I can, I can speak from coaching at the basketball level. If you're good, it almost doesn't matter if you come from the poorest area, they're putting you on an AAU team at the age of eight, somebody's put, and you're going through this cycle the same way a rich kid is. Whereas when we were growing up, the stories of, Hey, this kid came out of this area or this person came out of this area and how did they train themselves? You know, they, they, they learn to swim in their own pool and none of that is happening happening and i that, think that's different than the personality question though because i think the personality question but is you don't because think that affects the personality no, in I some don't. way because i think the, personalities the, are still there but they are t- they are told sh- not to do yeah, it you have too much okay. to lose and with with the access to cameras and video and mm. the stuff that you say never dies like could you imagine larry bird becoming larry bird now now he i mean everyone hated him and knew how awful he was when he wasn't the shit he said wasn't recorded right like could you imagine he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time no it's a difference could you imagine lebron acting that way right now no none of those guys could but also the whole way that we view sports has changed well the way that we view everything entertainment the way that we not just entertainment but the way that we the way that we value professional athletes is different yes we don't they we our current culture feels like an ownership of professional athletes yes. now, whereas mm. prior to then, prior to now, we were more in awe of them. Correct. And now it's not. Mm. No one's in Everybody awe. Everybody thinks that if they sign their kid up for enough travel teams, they will be able to create well, the, the next. That's that not what see. I'm thinking. Is, no, but, that, but there's, it's not as unapproachable. It's, it's not it's, worship no. of like their skill anymore. It's, it's the, like that's something that can be obtained. Correct. If we put well, enough money saw, and time like, into it. And I pay yes. your salary kind which of is, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. crazy and not yep. true. But we see the awe in the way they talk about Babe Ruth, right? Like, I don't know if that level is obtained anymore. I see it. There's like Certain, so like certain Co- Kobe is going to be one of those people mm, that has yeah. a, a myth to him. Like Kobe has become larger than life now. Yeah. And it, and it's because of his death as well as his life. Right. That like but he's, he yeah. has been I, elevated even, to like superhero he, status. What I'll say about Kobe is he's even interesting because I think he's of an older generation that wasn't even what we see now. Sure. Yeah. Do you know, in terms yeah. of and he had a lot of pushback against younger players of like, how he came through, you know, he taught him, you know, he was in Europe being trained and stuff. So he's even different. So I love that Kobe one though, but I think you're right. He has become a myth like Babe Ruth and all these people, the, the pool scene in this movie. It's one of my favorite scenes. Oh my God. This is, I gotta say there's there. Like I said at the beginning, the cinematography is fine in this. The 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 child acting, which I'd like to talk about because I think it's really good in this. But the pool sequence is one of those pool sequences that sticks with you. It's yep. like a great you could drop it in. We've talked about this on the show before. A scene where you just watch the scene and you don't even have to watch the rest of the movie. And this scene tells an amazing story that you just love. Yeah. With squints. And, and, and Wendy Peppercorn. Same thing, like, <clears throat> you know, this this movie is still rewatchable. And it's talking about a time where, like, 
you know, women weren't really in the sports world. And, you know, the boys no. are insulting yeah, a- each other by calling them girls. And, you know, and so you very much see that, like, gender discrimination that exists. And so the, the pool you- scene could be problematic. However, yes. is it is it problematic but, that he pretends to be drowning so he can sure, stick his tongue down and sure grow throat? Sure it is. <laughs> but, but we're okay with that. Through the grown up lens of these two folks end up getting married years later. And he's a little boy who makes like, this does a stupid thing. This, this is right. This is the end all be all. This is his like, yes. right. The, Wendy is the woman of his dreams. And then the way she responds to it, which is like, that was a little kid that did a really dumb thing, right? Well, she's a furious, and then yeah. she's yeah. Then, yeah. then she's like, oh, a couple on, minutes later, she laughs it off so and kind of like, right. yeah. No, did I, you have a they town pool you really went well. to? I did. We had a town I pool. Not. No, no. I had a pool, pool in my backyard, actually. But, but I did about that though. I I think one of the things that we're currently dealing with, like in our society, is the idea of like depicting certain behaviors versus like endorsing certain yeah. behaviors yeah. with with art right very and yeah. so like point yeah i think in this movie they depict certain behaviors this kid mm. doing an awful thing yeah. and the kids literally i think they're looking back on kids in the 60s saying you play golf ball like a girl as the worst thing that you right. could possibly say to someone else as like look how stupid this was sure. yeah. it, i don't think it's a lens of like they that they're not yeah, the they're current not writers of the film I, believe no, 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 the reason they're showing it is because they need to show you how different things were back well then. and it has yeah. to be right it's like you, you, it's dangerous when you sanitize history right yeah so are we going to get to a point where we make movies where slavery exists and we don't show slavery because we don't want to show slavery like that was the reality of that time period and you're right i think but jim i think there are people would be like well we shouldn't have lines like this in movies anymore that's was socially acceptable then that's how you learn about growth in society be like listen this is what the mindset was then you know we're not saying that this mindset is correct we're just saying that this is what this is what informed that time period but i think that's important the show because there are people who would say well you shouldn't show this because they say lines and you know we should edit this line out of the movie because they said I don't think that's at all true. Yeah, I, I mean, they don't go the full the nine purpose. yards here because obviously I don't when when the affluent white team comes to like start shit with them. I'm sure that they were looking at Benny and De Nunez in a certain way, oh, of, of you know, and that's not present here in their own. No, 60s. And, and, and you get it at the yeah. same point. This is a film made. I do love um the idea of the Negro League hat, which is used yes. in this, like there's like little things they use as Easter eggs, though, that hit on this. Yeah. Yeah. And in an interesting and we, can ta- we should talk about James Earl Jones. Yes, please. Oh, what a great I mean, character. we were just talking interstellar. We're talking about the gravitas that Michael Caine delivers to mm, Christopher Nolan. James Earl Jones, the same way. James Earl Jones strictly does it to baseball movies hmm. <laughs> and That's Star Wars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but I mean, I'm just saying Field of Dreams and this. Yeah. He's no, well, like, we talked about him being one of the voices of God. Right. That, like, if his voice shows up, you listen and believe it. Do you and, know he yeah. sold the rights to his voice? Yeah. So they He's can part use of this him. whole new collective that they have. Like when Bruce Willis, um, Bruce Willis did this before everyone knew what he was going through, but their actors are now selling their likeness, selling their voice because they can use AI together, to build, use it build like they used with Val Kilmer in yeah. Maverick. That voice is a compilation of all his oh, films wow. that they put together. Cause yeah. he still can't do that. But James Earl Jones has sold his voice to Lucas art um, right? for wow. doubt for Darth Vader. Yeah. And so I love you know i always thought the dog was interesting and scary but the fact that like for me when i watch this i always thought the big turn is not that the dog is like a normal dog it's that this guy is a sweet man awesome person yeah uh because i i think as a kid people are terrifying right like older men are terrifying to, you know and i love that you know the, the that S smalls is really the entry like benny jumps over and pickles the beast and gets away with the ball until the point when the fence falls in the dog but then it's and smalls. that's a great action sequence actually right. better than i remembered by yeah. the way but then small sort of takes over and he's the one that kind of you know, opens the door to knowing the dog and this, this character, you know, uh, Mr. Myrtle, um, which I don't even think they, do we even know, is that actually who the character is? Like, because in, in the flashback, he is, he's an older white guy. <laughs> um, but I just love that idea that Smalls is the one that's like, Hey, help me. The dog's hurt. Like we need to get this, mm. we need to get this off. Like, um, yeah, it, it I don't know why I, well, I, I just I think, think it's that's all, an interesting choice. I, I think that choice of the older white guy is all BS, right? Yeah, Which yeah. Is, this, like this part is, this is what I love. Not only the dog piece, but the idea, this is where I was like, these people get kids. The idea that sequence where they spent the entire day creating elaborate plan. That's yeah. what kids, because I see my kids do that all the time. And I'm like, part of me misses that. Like, I feel like at some point, and I don't know what the age is. My guess is probably late middle school where you lose the ability to say, I'm going to spend an entire day creating, like taking, and I have one right over in the corner that I could bring over like a box and they turned it into a car yeah. and they're willing to spend an entire day turning a giant Amazon box into a car. And that is more exciting than almost anything you could do with them that day. And I feel like this movie captured that. And that to me encompasses like the gold of childhood that you can spend five, six, seven hours and be like, I'm going to turn this box yeah. into something amazing. And this movie captured and very few movies that I can think off of the top of my head, capture that about childhood, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I, I love that he was, you know, the the moment he says George sign this and then you you understand his level of familiarity with baseball mm -hmm. yeah. um and it's that moment that the kids are like oh 
Like this is something special. And then those two in particular, right? right, Because just the two of them are with there. And those are the two characters you need to be there with them. Right. Right. And yeah. And then, you know, that like they are, (laughs) they are making out on both fronts. Like he, he says the deal is that they have to come and talk to him about baseball once a week. Um, and like, that is, they're like, oh, hell yeah, that's a win-win. Like, they're looking around the room at all this amazing stuff. You know, they see pictures of him with <laughs> Babe Ruth. They see all the pennants, all the signed balls, everything. And so, yeah, I, I, I love that turn of, like, they go into this house that they're expecting to be terrifying, and they find, like, the literally one of the most amazing things that either of them could ask for right at that moment. Yeah, I also love... And this is weird because I don't feel like you see this in movies a lot, but like the compassion of a kid to another kid and the scene where Benny gives the glove and the hat and is like, you had a plastic glove that's broken. You have that hideous fishing hat. My God, that thing was off. And somehow that still fits his head when he's adult. That's a whole secondary issue. But like he's got a totally different voice. Let's remember that. True. Um but that sequence to me was like super cool as well. Like, again, I don't feel like you see many authentic child to child or like young kid to young kid experiences in movies. I don't know why that is. It probably is because people are less interested, right? It's like, we got to play it up to some degree or we have to make them older. But that little scene, I, I, I just thought that was a really great yeah, it's, little it's scene interesting. As well. I always thought that Benny was slightly older. For well, some he reason, is slight, he is slightly. He's not supposed to be in the movie, but he's slightly older as an actor. Well, All that's the other important. ones are about no, but I'm saying like I <laughs> yeah, I, think I you thought see I always thought through. like they said that Smalls was just finishing fifth grade, I guess, going into sixth but grade. But he was supposed to be around the same age, I think, yeah. as him. I mean, but no, I that's that the was... funny thing about middle school. Right, right. right. No, like, but what I was going to say is, that, I mean, that's less important. What's more important he has an is, older that, heir to him. is that yes. he is unchallenged in any way by those around him. Yes. Right. And so he is completely at ease being like he and that, when he's not. And this is the thing. When people don't feel threatened they do amazing things, Thanks. right? Well, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. And, yeah. But they convey the social dynamics of that situation so well. And again, yes, they like, this is kids. They know yeah. kids, yeah. right? And so to have one person, there, there is usually one person who can sort of like do no wrong in the group's eyes. And then for that person to use their social power for good is life-changing. Well, the way they... Yeah. Is convey empathy which i don't think is another thing that's done a lot in well, film. kids don't have empathy so <laughs> I, but he there's certain scenes like when he walks out to him and the I, I don't know i just there were scenes i was watching this time i'm like this is stuff where if you know you often talk about teaching empathy and th- i'm like this is a movie that you could show for so many interesting discussions of you know, how do they interact? How do, you know, how do they play? Like, okay, the kids are kind of making fun of them, but they're also still kids and that's okay. But then there's an element of, they also understand how to support one another in really interesting ways, but I'm not sure. And this is what made me sad. Like that's learned behavior. 
And that's not something you learn through the modern interactions that I think a lot of kids are having, which is through social media, things like that, like that. So much of that interesting group dynamic was the fact that they're thrust together. They're spending all this face to face time in this movie. And I like not as a downer, but I was like, oh, I, I, I feel like a lot of people aren't getting that now. And it's kind of sad to me that I feel that that's not happening. I want to talk about two things before we wrap up that are somewhat baseball related. One, how come no one in this movie knows how to execute a proper rundown? <laughs> not at all. Because they've never played oh, on a real was team. That not, no, they can do everything else. But they, but like we see multiple rundowns in this movie where no one can get Benny out because out. they don't yeah, run nobody. him back to the bag. Well, they're also wearing PF flyers, so which, is he. That, which uh, PF love, flyers, which they started to resell the new, the new after this movie. It's great. They resold after this movie. He, my nobody, only problem with that scene is they didn't make his older ones look, look exactly old enough. They look exactly the same. Yes. They look exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why are those special? Yeah, yeah, they add, yeah. add something to them. And the second thing I want to bring up is that what was the second thing I wanted to bring up? The rundown, childhood acting. The, oh, you the can talk acting, about that. So these good kids, in this. man. And Jim really was is saying, amazing. like, they're the you, you know they had to have been directed so well because there is a way uh, like Smalls when when with Scotty is with the mom yep. and he has just replaced the ball with the, like I, the I don't know anything about fake it. ball. The way that he tries to lie to her. Like and again, it's like, man, how do you coach a kid to show what it looks like when a kid goes through these mm. right goes through these stages when like yep. they might not even realize that their face changes, you know, when they're like being called out on something, right? Like, how do you how do you get that sort of a performance out of a child? It's really good direction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. my God, Hamilton! Wildly good direction. Oh, and the editing! I like. There's a. It's the combination of the performance and then the way they edit the. When he walks out at the pool and does his like, oh hi, I remember you, sexy. Oh my! And then screams cannonball and his voice cracks in like the perfect (laughs) spot. Like how? Like. Like, I want to know, did they tell him to, like, scream so loud his voice cracked, or did that happen? And they're like, we, or we, did that's they, amazing. I, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to me because he's a guy whose films, by and large, don't really, like, from a directorial perspective, he ends up doing a couple Sandlot sequels. Yeah. He does, remember that awful dog franchise, Beethoven? Yeah. He does, yeah. like, Beethoven 3 and 4. Uh, he does first kid with Simbad. Okay. Like so nothing. his yeah. no, but but it's interesting because these kid performances are They're awesome. So and squints. They're I mean, so good. Yes, squints is the amazing. way that squints. I walks, was called squints as a freshman in high school by one person. That's hilarious. Was it Jerry? No, it was not Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's not. Jerry's not calling anybody anything. To be um, clear, the way that squints walks in in this movie, like. His character is so singularly like developed as like just in the in his body movements. Like yep. yeah, it's 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 hilarious. So the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that we see Benny the Jet do many amazing things in this movie. Mm. The most amazing. So we see him hit the cover off a ball, which is have impossible. you ever seen? No, it's that you never. can't even do that. No, maybe back then you could. Not now. They don't yeah. fall apart like that. Um. You see him pickle the beast. You see him mm. e- 
execute getting out of rundowns. The part you were talking about, Brian, when is the most amazing part. He hits a ball from the plate into Smalls's glove in left center field without Smalls having to move his glove. But again, yeah. because it's memory, right? Right? It, like it, yes. it erases oh, not, any yeah. bit of yeah, having yeah. to be yeah. like to that's up, not yeah. possible, right? But you it doesn't see, really matter. But but they <laughs> they hit the beats of him like he's at the plate and he's like, I got I I'm gonna concentrate for a second and then I'm gonna do this. Yeah. It's the ball directly into the glove. It's amazing. But it's like, but it's the whole point thing. It's right? the magic. Like it's it's tying, like yeah, it's, it's the, the magic of yeah. like that moment, right? Is that that's so not good, just though. him hitting the baseball into the glove. It's that's Smalls finally being accepted into the group, and by being accepted into the group, he now has the confidence to like be a baseball player. Yep. Love, um, yeah. Love the use of mu uh, music in this movie, too. Oh, oh so good. Love the soundtrack. Yeah. Great soundtrack. Uh, okay. King of the Hill, bottom of the barrel. Better than in the stellar? No. No. No, no. No. Certainly, Certainly not. Flash Gordon. Certainly not. We would have been great if Flash Gordon, like, oh, God. it was here fast. in some way. That like, movie. they just, listen, they would have watched Flash Gordon on TV, though. Yes, this would they have would been have. That, that generation. They would have been watching uh, some showing Flash it at the If this was Flash Gordon, Benny would have had a shirt that said Benny on, and there would have been hot hail. Hot oh hail. my god imagine the game was rained out from hot hail yeah. instead of uh you know what would have been slightly better could smalls have been indiana jones kid and karen allen been playing marion in this mm. film if they had changed got the a lot of nerve. timeline a little bit right there change the timeline by the way dennis leary as as the he was good yeah. i like, I like that part leary. is that you know it's 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 just a weird relationship right they don't they play well, it off as a weird so, relationship for Katie, both of them. Not as like Katie a, pointed out at the beginning, his father is dead. Yeah, it's not as, but it's not like this, it's it's not like a strained movie. like. No, they just like, stepdad's yeah. not an asshole. Right, right. He's no. not abusive. He's just the new guy. Yeah, he's just yeah. the new dad, yeah. and it's awkward. Yep. Yeah, rightfully so. Yep. Um, great movie. Everybody should watch it. Uh, available? Where is it available? I own it actually believe we it. Bought, we it. bought it on everybody App should own this we movie bought it digitally on and apple yeah so i it mean 4.99 there's a little bit of language in this movie Not i feel bad. like it's completely they say fine is the worst word oh it's completely God, fine and but that is you know when we're talking about like would this movie get made again that's something that has changed right so like we would not see a movie now with kids using language like that at the age that they are and i kind of there's a bit of it that's like yeah but that's real <laughs> yeah. based that's upon what that's Claire real and life. Jack tell me at school that's, that's real life, life. And that's, a, that's, that's real life issue, right but that is an issue I think yeah. it, again when we talk about and like so we kind of like cleaned up like what we show much. kids it's to be real. it's like this, yeah. this is real yeah I would have absolutely zero problem this is we've talked about so many movies over our episodes where I can't believe kids would watch this right. or our parents less yeah show this, this is to one kids. where show this to kids. I would I would show my kids this movie tomorrow <laughs> yep. uh, we, we, we watched it with the kids this yeah, yeah. Yep. Aileen yelled at me she's like you should watch this with the kids yep. I'm like well I'll watch it again then and we can watch it yep. with them so good what would you pair with this for the perfect double feature, though. Uh, the two of you need to go first, because I didn't look at your picks, and I had the same pick. So, as me? Oh. As Brian. Uh, so, okay, you pick mine. I can do another one. Are you sure? 
Yes, you go with that. You've got one? I can can think of another one on the fly. Go with it. (laughs) All right. So Brian and I agree that The Goonies is a... Is it The Goonies? The Goonies. The Goonies. The Goonies. Goonies. I think I've always just called it Goonies. Anyway, uh, it's it's a perfect pairing. I don't know. Well, that's a different different title. Um, Goonies is a perfect pairing with this film. Same idea, like the the feel of it. It does go a little bit more serious, right? Goonies has a little bit more of a like a darker edge, edge. to There's it. There's an edge to it. Agreed. But that same. They're notion, some older kids too. So. They are a little bit older. Um, same notion of like childhood hijinks, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, literally the ugly guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great, great. Love it. Yep. Jim, uh, stand by me. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is a, a Stephen King uh, short story called The Body, which this movie has a very Stephen King-like writing style. If you if if you watch mm. it, the first chapter of it, you'll I mean, it's like a similar time period. Well, actually, that one takes place in the 80s, but um, the the original book takes Vibe place in the it, 50s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, this is the kind of nostalgia that Stephen King writes about all the time. Uh, and Stand By Me is a very similar thing, which is uh, an older man writing the story of the summer that him and his friends went to look for what they heard was a dead body out in the woods. Love it. Uh, there's only one movie you compare this with, even though I had picked another one. That, of course, is Dennis Quaid in The Rookie, the best baseball film ever Stop. made. Actually, I stopped watching baseball for a full oh, calendar no. year because of The Rookie, oh, the God. worst film ever made. I would so pair bad. this. If I could pick another one, I'm going to pick um, a film called Little Giants. Yes. That's a good choice. I love that movie. It's a good choice. Which I really enjoyed. Yep. Um, kids are a little bit younger. You know, there's some different the annexation dynamics. of Puerto Rico. You know, there's some different dynamics. There's like parent kid dynamics there, but I, I think it's a good, I think it's a good combo. Yeah. You know, I think it's another one. I think you could, you could watch that with your kids, both of these movies Mm -hmm. and take away something. My sister Alicia dressed like the ice box for my brother's wedding. My brother's wedding, which was a Halloween themed wedding. So it would have been awkward yeah. if it wasn't. <laughs> it, was, it was just like a regular wedding. It was just a regular June <laughs> wedding. And she came in shoulder pads and a skirt. Oh, Super awkward. <laughs> and you, of course, dressed yeah, you like should know the family. It's a, Jim, totally of course, normal. dressed like Robert Downey Jr. from Chances Are. I was, was dressed like, I, speaking of it, I was dressed like Georgie from it. I had my yellow poncho on and all a red right, balloon. Uh, all right, it's time for five questions. You want answers? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind the flash, Sandra. <laughs> I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Why? Five questions time this week. I yeah, will, it's been a while uh, for I will, Brian. I will answer five questions. All right, All right Brian. Here we go. Five questions. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Big dogs. Don't like dogs. <laughs> uh, there's only one dog I've ever liked, right, of rookie. course. Which would be, is Rookie the dog who ate McDonald's cheeseburgers with me? Oh, uh, rookie, rookie loves you. Kind of Send him to dog, an early grave. He was. So um, I will say I like Rookie, and I don't like dogs other than Rookie. Yeah, and he's also fair. baseball themed, so there's yeah. that. Yeah, he is. So he that was works. The best okay, dog. would you rather try chewing tobacco? Or go sit in the sand at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Those are great choices for Brian. Do you know what is? But 
this is was not a hard choice for me. Oh, really? I would be insane. There, chewing tobacco it's, is oh, holy Jesus. First of all, I've never done it. My my kid, this was the thing that the kids had the most questions yeah, about. Yeah, they never, were like, "What is actually happening uh, here?" No, no, they've never, never seen I've, it before. No, never. Eva never was like, it. "It's, it's inside swallowing cigarettes. it. <laughs> yeah. Why? What's I've, happening?" Yeah. No, she's like, "What about I've, their lungs?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Nope." That's the least of their concerns. No, she was asking the, questions for so, ages afterwards. So I just remember, like, there were people in college who we were friends oh, with. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The smell. It the, listen, I can't so, even put it in my mouth. Like, I wouldn't be able to put the smell of someone else doing it almost made me throw up. Yeah. So the idea of actually putting it in my own mouth. Um, and, and that fact, was even different. That was dip, right? So that's like that's like yeah, really fine the, stuff that you put yes. like in between your lip. Yes, chewing tobacco itself is like giant leaves. Yes. Like absolutely, yeah. yeah. Could could not could not possibly. I would I would allow myself to be buried in the sand. <laughs> wow. Before yeah. I would Big. do that. All right. Speaking of the chewing tobacco scene, blank is the best carnival ride. I forget that what they. With the one they're on, I forget what that one is typically called. Panorama, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't like carnivals. Yeah, I, I, you don't like anything, so this was not. Don't don't like carnivals. Yeah, there are things there. Brian likes. Pretzels. I I feel that they're they're overpriced. Breweries. Yeah. Um, I do like breweries. The Mets. Um, if I had to pick a carnival ride, I mean. Like a, uh, oh, that's not really a carnival. Like what? A log flume? You're well, no, you know, you know, my favorite ride ever is always swings. a lazy. Wi- no, a lazy oh, river. Oh, you know what? I'll give you a carnival. carnival. I'll give you a carnival ride. I like. Uh, I like the uh, slides with the sack. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, those are good. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I like those. Listen, the funny thing is, I like amusement parks a lot. I find carnivals to be very dangerous. I fear oh, they, they are. They, that's I fe- I fear fair. That is life. valid. Yeah, fear for my life. When you so see I, the idiots putting that shit together. Yeah. So I feel like the slide is a safe ride. I enjoy it. Uh-huh. Uh, I love amusement. I'll go. You give me, I'll go on any roller coaster at an amusement park. Not at a not carnival. At a carnival. I don't even terrified. want the kids on like the little dinky motorcycles. Mm-hmm. at the car- uh, no. I'm not sure this is appropriate to say anymore, but I always think when I think of carnivals, I think of Austin Powers. Yeah, Carnival. Carn- Circus folk, well, little hands. Listen, I feel like the stereotype like might cabbage. still be smell true. like cabbage. Yeah. So there is a reason. There's All right, a reason. favorite question: <laughs> What is your favorite sports movie? I feel like we, mm. I might have answered this last time. I think you might have. I, I mean, I love Hoosiers, obviously. Love Bull Durham, which we did with Mike and Tim. It's mm-hmm. a big favorite of mine. Uh, love a film called Bagger Vance, underrated oh, film. Wow. Will Will Smith and Matt Damon, mm-hmm. young Charlize Theron. Uh, my favorite, though. Oh, this was a tie. I, I guess I would say Hoosiers. There's okay. so many. I love goal. Sylvester Stallone is the no, U.S. No, no. goalie in uh, Pele. It's a soccer right. movie. Um Field of Dreams, which is a great one. Mm-hmm. I also love, you know what movie I think is super funny that I can watch again and again? Major League. Goon. Yeah. Goon is a good one, though. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? If I had to pick one, maybe Slapshot. Oh, that's very problematic. Very problematic. <laughs> not saying it's not problematic. Yeah. Mm, super uh, problematic. Okay. Uh, deep thoughts. 
who was your childhood sports hero and why? In this movie, we get, obviously, Babe Ruth and yes. a few mentions of, of a few others. Mm. But There's yeah. only one answer to this question, And I of know course. who it is and why. He, 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 Should he we wore say it on the he wore, he wore, Yeah, go ahead. All right, you one, two say it. two, three. Greg, Greg Jeffries. Jeffries. Yes, Greg he Jeffries. He led the league in doubles, in doubles one year. Yep, 30, 32 doubles. <laughs> he 32 doubles. He came up, uh, had a short appearance coming out of Tidewater in 1987. Was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the team a little bit in 89. Really, 80, uh, 89's where his breakout season now, was. Now, what was it about him, Brian, that he, drew you? Well, you know what it is? It's it, This movie is a prime example of it, Katie. It's I feel like there's this window in childhood where you're about yeah. 10 to 12 yeah. where you're gonna pick someone Joe and that Carter. is your that is your what is wrong with you <laughs> Joe Carter how I, dare you I know what? well here it's uh, it's oh, because please. I no I don't want to talk about it no, we know we don't want to talk offensive. about Joe, Car- Joe I Carter I find that offensive I have a reason I'm gonna go for tell it. our neighbors and they're no. gonna come kill you <laughs> they're gonna that's slash not. your tires <laughs> no, how much cider have you consumed I cry during Big Daddy when they talk about this no all right, let's bring it back to me, the most yes, important topic for me. Uh, so I was saying, uh, Greg Jeffries. Uh, <laughs> Joe Carter. <laughs> we may have just hit Number grounds, nine, grounds. New York Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved him. I got to see his first at-bat in the major leagues and watched. Kirby was, Puckett's fine. Yeah, uh, Kirby Puckett would be a good choice, like actually. Uh, I'm very excited to announce that I'll be wearing my official best president I've ever got in my life, a game-worn Greg Jeffries jersey that Aileen got me for our first anniversary uh, to City Field this year on the Costello Brothers uh, baseball weekend. We're going to watch the Mets play the Giants, and I'll be wearing it uh, to that. So he is the best. And I have actually messaged back and forth with him via Twitter. You can can tell your... Joe Carter story. Yeah, oh, I so want to hear I, this. I'm I really grew up as one of those this, kids actually. that just liked to create conflict between my parents and me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so While you I watched would, Silk Stockings well, and talked right. about Joe Carter. I would actively root for whoever was opposing my father's team. Wow. And so then I grew attached to certain players who I... And Joe Carter would be a good one if you were... Right. Now, here's my question. Who is Peg's baseball team? So she was a New Yorker. And was so she a Brooklyn Dodger she fan? She was though? a Dodger fan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. All right. So, okay. But now she's that fully sense. Phillies. She's a Phillies. Phillies I could imagine that. That's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, my, my fan choice is very odd, though. There's probably very few who would select that. Who was yours, Jim? I obviously, I always loved Mike Schmidt. As well, a kid, course, a great but choice. I think also I loved, and I don't know why, I, because my aunt lived in Boston back then, mm. you never saw the AL ever at all. Yeah, never played. Um, yeah. I also, and it wasn't on TV here. Like you could, you could probably watch Yankees games, and I couldn't. Yes, um, I could. I got to go to Fenway and I always loved Wade Boggs as well. So th- yeah, that's th- it may be two of the greatest third basemen yeah, ever in we the were little, played. You could yeah. separate. Yeah. yeah. Cause they never played. I, I should say before Jeffries came, part of the reason I like Greg Jeffries is as a little kid, my favorite was Gary Carter, but he had left the Mets and, yeah. and Greg Jeffries was coming in. So that's the reason. And I actually got to go to Gary Carter night before he died with mm. my brothers. 
So we saw that. Uh, that's five questions. Watch, watch, watch the Sandlot. By the Sandlot. There's apparently yeah. there's the apparently children. There's apparently multiple sequels of this movie yeah. that I had. No I don't idea. have any interest in watching them. No, I'm not going to watch I'm it. I feel like it would, one, I feel like them. certain things need to just be left. Yep. Like yep. you don't need to be that. Perfect. Uh, all right, we'll see everybody soon. Bye, Bye commenters. Bye, everyone.